Well, God bless you. Excited. It's so always a, a fantastic joy for Vicky and I to be here. Um, this is I say to Paul, this is one of our favourite places to be, and uh, we love coming and just being among you. We just um, honour the faith, the the flow of life that uh, comes from you because you reach out to God with thankfulness and joy and expectation. And uh, you know, I you know, I just get this feeling that in 2020 we're going to see some wonderful things happening around our region because this buoyancy of faith and expectation is growing. And a couple of weeks ago we were down in Mangataroto, and uh, down there we there's a a, a church and Mangataroto congregational church, but they're filled with the Holy Ghost and joy and expectation, and you sense the same. Um, expectancy down there. So wonderful, eh? Right across Northland. So again, this morning, we just want to, I just want to honor all that's been said today, you know, and um, there's some some wonderful gems already shared in the two-minute thankfulness slots. And and I just want to honor the team here in Excite and say thank you, Jesus, for Paul and Ruth. Thank you, Jesus, for um, the team here, Dave and Glennis. Um, for Ian and Sophia, for John and Linda, and uh, Reuben and Harmony. I just want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for every one of you. You know, um, Vicky and I had the joy of coming along to the Christmas celebration, um, the Christmas event, and I just thought, that was a, what a fantastic outreach to the community. I just, I just sat there and thought, Jesus, this is so good. There's so many people here I don't know. But they obviously come from Kitty Kitty, and you turned away 150. Well, I know there's a plan in place for next year, but I thank you, church. You know, I just want to honor you and say thank you, Jesus, for every one of you, because I know so many of you have served so willingly in this church. And that is just such an amazing catalyst for God to do great things. And so, um, and I just want to honor Paul, the and Ruth, the leaders of the house here, um, I just enjoyed Paul's message the first Sunday of the month here. I listened to it on SoundCloud, and uh, I caught up with what he said, and I thought the prophetic father of the house was just speaking the big picture vision over his house and declaring that we are, that the, this great gift of thankfulness that God's given us in Christ. And then I listened to Sophia, and I... Uh, gosh, she used every scripture that there is just about on thankfulness. And I, this week I had to make up some new ones because uh, she's used all the good ones. And um, as I listened to Sophie, I hadn't heard Sophia teach before, but I suddenly realized my Ian was so good. You taught him so well, Sophia. It's just amazing. Uh, now I know. Uh, I've always admired Ian, but now I know. Uh, we're, so thank you for the foundation beautiful foundation laid. And uh, you know, I wanted to say this morning that the journey into thankfulness is a journey. I didn't start off that thankful. Um, you know, I, there were some things around my life um, growing up that were good, and I was, I was thankful to a degree. But um, coming into the experience of Christ opened up a whole new revelation of thankfulness. And uh, I didn't just become thankful one day. I have to say that. I didn't, it just didn't happen one day. I woke up thankful. It was a journey 
of applying and, and, and understanding and living in the revelation of God. And uh, now I think I'm more thankful than I've ever been. But just check with my wife on that because you'll get, you'll get a probably a more accurate take. But I think I'm more thankful than I've ever been at any point in my journey. And I'm so thankful to God. I'm so thankful for the wonderful people He's brought into my life and placed around me. I'm thankful as I look at the journey. And I want to say that Vicky taught me a whole lot about thankfulness. And I want to invite her to come just for five minutes and, and share with you, or, or however long she needs, uh, <laughs> to share some things about thankfulness. All right? <laughs> yeah. Morning, everyone. I just wanted to um, have a little, um, when um, our children were little, someone um, taught us a really wonderful lesson that has just been invaluable for our family. And he talked about um, teaching your children to be grateful. And, um, and, and I, um, I just really, um, I just felt like God was really connecting that to my heart. And then we just had little children at that stage. And so it was like it, um, bringing into the home was just thinking about what the children were doing and honoring what they're doing and thanking them and loving them and, um, and really appreciating them. And then when um, brother to sister, they were doing something, it was taking time to stop and to, and to let the other one say, look what he's done. It's just so kind what he's done. And to be able to acknowledge, th thank you so much for doing that. And, um, and then it's when we're doing something kind for them to, to, to pause and say, um, this is it's it's really good to say thank you, you know, and to, and for, uh, to be from the heart, for a genuine thankfulness. And, um, and, and I, I just want to, um, I'm just so grateful to that man um, sharing that because it's really put, like someone said this morning, it makes an atmosphere in your home. And the atmosphere of the home, um, it, Joyfulness, um, it, it brings joy, it brings honor, and, um, and life flows through honor because we're valuing, we're seeing each other, and we're being unselfish, and we're looking at the other person. And it just brings this beautiful atmosphere of love and honor. And, um, and I just, uh, yeah, and I just wanted to share that little thing. And then it's also um, being grateful and, on, and thankfulness to, to the shopkeepers, to the people around us, to the ones around our, our lives, and just bringing atmosphere of heaven to earth, into our homes, into the community we're in. And, 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 I'm just, and I just really see this church as a very thankful church. So. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. Awesome. You know, as, as Vicky taught our children to be thankful, it drew something out of me that I, I'm amazed at. But, you know, when your children come and thank you for things that you've done for them, and they just say, oh, thank you, Dad, I really appreciate that, something happens inside your heart, and what happens is you just want to give them more, you know, because <laughs> something, it opens your heart. Thankfulness opens your heart. And it's such a powerful, I think, thankfulness, I'm so I'm so glad that Excite Church is done a, doing a month on thankfulness because I think thankfulness is one of the most underrated, um, powerful, transformational keys to life that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, thankfulness is such a powerful, transformational principle. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I found this, you know, in the service industry, you know, when our supermarkets, um, gas stations, look, wherever there's people in the service industry, and you go in with a thankful attitude and a smile and thank them for what they do, you see that things change. You know, the, the service level, they just go, wow, thank you, you know. And, and they're just so happy to have you in, in the place. 
And, you know, especially people on help desks, you know, they receive a lot of complaints. And when someone rings up and, 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 and speaks to them in an honoring way and just values what they do and honors them, you, it's amazing how you just change their day. You just lift their day. Look, if you're on the end of a phone all day getting people ringing up, whinging at you, man, you'd have to be, you know, you could easily get a bit affected by that, couldn't you? But when someone rings up, yes, there's something you may need to be corrected, but you've got a good attitude in it. It just makes their day. I heard a fantastic story about a guy, and he was going to catch a flight, and they got, they got the news over the PA system at the airport that the flight had been delayed like 12 hours or something. And so there were so many people were really upset. You know, their plans had been disrupted. And, and he, this guy was a Christian and he was sitting there looking at all this and people were rushing up to the, um, the rebooking, you know, counters to the airline and people were going off at these staff on the counters and there was nothing they could do. It was not, not their fault. And, but they had to absorb all this upset and pain. And he waited his turn and he got up to the, up to the airport counter and he said to the, the girl behind the counter, he said, I just want to thank you for being here today and uh, attending to all these people. I know they're really upset, but I just want to say thank you for what you do. And you know, I just want to say, uh, look, I just want to say thank you so much for your, your, your caring for us and, and, and taking care of all these rebookings and, and doing all of this. And she shed a few tears and, and she composed herself again because it's pretty hard, you know, if, if everybody's attacking you. And she composed herself and then she said, okay, um, let's have a look at this. She said, I've, and she looked at his bookings and that. She said, actually, I've been told to, that we're to rebook everybody back into economy. But when the economy's full, you know, I can put you up. I can put people into the higher classes of the aircraft, you know, into business class and into first class. She said, it's not full yet, but I'm putting you into <laughs> business class. And he says, well, is that okay? And she said, of course it is. I'm doing it. And she did it. And uh, look, not that, we, not that we go with that motive to thank people, but thanking people opens access to things you will never enter into with a bad attitude. When you go with a great heart attitude and you genuinely love the people and care about them as people, then it's amazing what doors can open. And, uh, you know, look, there's so many great, great scriptures on thankfulness. Look, in the Bible, open it and read a few pages and you're going to find, especially in the Psalms, encouragements to thankfulness. And um, Psalm 98.1, O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. He has done marvelous things. And uh, uh, Charlotte just reminded us of some of those things from the old covenant, from the journey of Israel. Thank the Lord, he has done marvelous things. Psalm 126.1 um, the Lord, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've discovered in life, hey, look, thanking people after something has happened is pretty easy. All right. It's a no brainer. 
If your wife cooked a great meal and you say thank you afterwards, well, you better if you want another one. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's life. You know, it's easy to say thank you after you've received the benefit. But you know, Scripture calls us to something higher, to say thank you to the Lord before it happens. And that is another level. And uh, Sophia brought the scripture about Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were in prison at midnight thanking the Lord. <laughs> you know? Maybe it was raining outside, I don't know. Maybe they just saw that how good God was. And they looked back at their life and they recounted all the good things he had done. And there they were in prison saying, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, you're so good. And next thing, an earthquake happens and the prison doors open. They're thanking God in the midst of their trouble. That's another level. Thanking Him before anything's changed in our circumstances requires faith. And then Paul says this, he says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ in adversity. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God who, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in His triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Do you know the fragrance of Christ in our lives in difficulty when we are able to get our focus on him and move over into faith and become grateful and, 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 and have a great attitude in the midst of difficulty diffuses the knowledge of Christ like nothing I know. Diffuses means it emanates or something comes out of your life that is a sweet aroma to people around you. I, when I go out into my out of the house through the garage um, workshop at the end of the house, um, there's a piece of furniture in there which, which my daughter, youngest daughter Rachel, left a, a, a little container of um, this beautiful smelling stuff I think it's aromatherapy stuff. And anyway, this little beautiful glass jar has got relax written on it. And every time I get near that thing, I just go, oh. <laughs> I start to forget about work. <laughs> it's called relax. And, but what's diffusing out of that thing is this beautiful aroma that just, oh, it's so good. I, just, I, I really enjoy that thing. Man, it's lasted a long time. It's been there about 18 months, and it's only half, still half full. But it diffuses this beautiful aroma. And see, our lives can diffuse Christ when we carry gratefulness and an attitude of thankfulness in circumstances that are negative. It takes faith to get there. Um, and be, to, to thank Him before the breakthrough. And um, Sophia shared with us the scripture, Psalm 50, 14, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Yes, some days it is. It is a pure sacrifice when you see so many negative circumstances 
But in your heart, you rise up and say, Lord, thank you. You've delivered me before. And you look back at the journey of your life and you begin to just say, thank you, Jesus. Nothing is too hard for you. And begin to bring praise and thanks in the midst of that situation. Psalm 50, 23, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me and to him who orders his way aright, I will show the salvation of God. I remember one of our great fathers in the nation, Peter Morrow, said this about this verse. He said this, he says, praise makes a way for God to work. Praise makes a way for God to work. When there seems like there's no way and you begin to thank him and say, thank you, Papa. Thank you for your goodness in my life over so many times. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Paul was, in Hebrews 13, Paul was saying, as is a great a list of the, the wonderful exploits of faith of some of the greats of, of old. He says that Jesus suffered outside the camp. And, and Paul says, let's go outside the camp, bearing the same reproach that Jesus did, because we're seeking a heavenly city. And he says, therefore, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, it's, this is a challenge, church, to rise in the situations of difficulty and challenge and still remain thankful through the difficulties of life. And so, you know, we look at these things, we look at these counsel of Scripture, and I guess I kind of this morning, I don't want you to go home from church today thinking how he just gave us another job to do. You know, I'll add that to my list of Christian things I've got to do now. I've got to be thankful. And I, I don't want anyone to go home with another thing to do for God. No, 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 no. Thankfulness is a work of the Holy Spirit in us. It's a response of faith to a God who is good, a God who is unfailingly kind, and a God who will come through. And as you come to see God as totally loving, totally kind, all His ways are redemptive in our lives. As we are absolutely persuaded of His goodness, he is, that He's able to cause every circumstance in my life to turn to good and turn it around for my highest good. Thankful thinking comes from the unshakable conviction that God is unfailingly good. That's how I can think thankful. He is good. No matter what I see around me, I know he will turn it, whatever the circumstance, even the hard stuff, even the negative things, even the cars that are blowing up. God will bring it around and he'll cause it to work for my good. Isn't that amazing? No matter what the devil throws at me, God's going to take it and go, let's see what we can do with that one. He will turn it around and he'll cause it to work for your good and to shape your life and mold character. Faith in his goodness, his total commitment to transforming us into the image of his son grows in us an increasing gratitude and the knowledge that he will cause all things to work together for our good. Romans 8.28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to His purpose. You cannot lose in life, no matter what happens, because our Heavenly Father stands ready to take whatever circumstance of life and turn it 
for our good. Isn't that? That's good. That's the good news right there. That's good news right there. So Paul says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5, 16, 18. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And um, Sophia rightly pointed out, we don't give God thanks for everything that happens. But in everything, we are thankful. God's not the author of every situation in our life, but he does take them and turn them for our good. He will use those situations to, to absolutely bless us and benefit us. Bible calls our ability to see beyond the present difficulty and the present trial um, and the problems we're facing and see a completely different outcome. The Bible calls that faith. Faith sees a positive outcome to the challenges and circumstances and difficulties of life. Paul says this, We do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There's some unseen things out there that God wants to open our eyes to as we wait upon Him in thankfulness and praise, which when we catch a glimpse of, we have gas in the tank to get through the trouble. We're seeing something beyond the situation. You know, my journey kind of started like this. When I first, you know, in the early years of my life, and even in the first early years of my Christian life, I looked around me and I thought I had half a cup. You know, I've just got half a cup. There's so many around me seem more blessed, more more things are going good for them. You know, I've just got half a cup. And then slowly I understood the truth that, you know, God wanted me to be thankful for my half cup. So I began to say, thank you, I've got, the cup's not half empty, it's half full. Yeah. New attitude in life, my cup's half full. Hallelujah. But then came the revelation, it's full but I didn't, couldn't see it was full. And God had to show me that by faith, I began to see my cup was full and running over. And that's what it looks like now. I know by faith that whatever the challenge of life, He's going to bring me through. He's going to turn the difficulty, difficulty things that creep up on us. But I see life now with this thankful lens of saying, Jesus, thank you, whatever comes, <laughs> we're going to be all right. You're going to turn it and use it to be a blessing in my life. I want to share with you in the time that remains some keys now to grow thankfulness in your life. And I just want to take the story of the five loaves and the fishes. You know, a great miracle story where Jesus, a little boy, there was a great crowd, hungry crowd, and, and a little boy they have no food, and there's a little boy with five loaves and two fishes. Boy, he had a good mum. Sent his lunch with him. And the disciples said, there's no food here, but there's a little boy here with five loaves and two fishes. And, uh, and Jesus took, they brought that to Jesus. And this is, this is really interesting. In Mark's gospel in 641, it says, He looked up to heaven, blessed, gave thanks, and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples, set them before them, and the two fish, 
he divided them among them all. All right, I want to swap over into John's gospel, parallel account, John chapter 6. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise to the fish as much as they wanted. You know the story, those two fishes and five loaves fed 5,000 women and children, and they picked up food left over. This is what really captured my attention. John 6.23 says this, However, Jesus left after the miracle, and he went across the sea, and, the, and they were searching for him, because, hey, we want to follow this guy. Supernatural bread. Where's Jesus? They couldn't find him. But anyway, later in the story, it says, John 6.23 says, However, other boats came from Tiberias. So they were searching around looking for where Jesus had gone, near the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Now what lived in their memory after the miracle was they went back to the place, they, they called the place where Jesus had done the miracle, the place where Jesus gave thanks. There's something in that, church. There's something in that. The place became known as a place where they had given thanks. And I know Jesus wants to establish in our lives some places where we've given thanks. They only had a little, but what was the first thing that Jesus did in Mark's gospel? He looked up to heaven. And when you've only got a little, don't look at someone to blame down here, winds or someone else. Don't look for someone to pin this on. Look up. You've just got a little look up and give thanks. And you'll open the doorway to your own miracle. You see? And you'll have a place where you said, this was the place where I gave thanks. And it's a memorial stone now in my life. Thankfulness brought me into something that I'd never have entered into had I not understood that it was great and good to give thanks. Amazing. Here's a little story. Um, some of you may have heard of Chris Gore, a Kiwi boy um, from Harborside Church in Auckland, went to Bethel Church in Redding, California, um, and he went into an environment, of the, a, a revival environment of the presence and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And everyone around him was having supernatural encounters with God in many different ways. God's unique. He encounters us in different ways. But he's a supernatural God. And Chris is in this environment. He has zero feelings, zero awareness of the presence of God. And he's saying, God, I really want to encounter you. And in a meeting one day, his thumb began to tingle. His thumb. He's got a tingling in his thumb. That's all he's got. Thumb's tingling. He goes home with his tingling thumb. This must be God, because it hasn't stopped tingling. And he begins to thank God for his little tingling thumb. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And next thing, over the next few days, he begins to increase and increase and increase in his life, and he begins to enter into an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit that deeply impacts his life. And it starts with a tingling thumb. 
See, when he learned, he understood the principle of the little you've got, begin to thank God. Begin to give thanks for what you do have, not what you don't have. Begin to say, thank you, Jesus, for what is, what is happening in my life. Then there's the parable of the talents. One servant got given five, one got two, and one got one. And they, the master went away. You know the story, Matthew 25. They went away. And the, the man with the five talents traded with his five, he got five more. The man with the two traded with his two, got one more. The man with the one hid his, thought the master was not very fair, and he hid it in the ground and he hid it away. And, uh, and, the, th- and the interesting thing about this story, you imagine in New Zealand culture today, if you're in the workplace and someone gets given five and two and one, there'd be a union meeting right there. That's totally unfair. That's not good. How come he's got five and I've only got two and he's, he's, he's only got one? Disgraceful. But the master had given each, we read in the story according to their ability. And, uh, but the one who had the little ended up, the only one who had one lost his one. There's a powerful, powerful lesson in the story. If you will trade with what you got right now, it'll increase. But if your attitude to your little or the situation that's not happening is not right, you end up in maybe not in a better place. So we all have this amazing ability. We all have within us a wonderful key to open up a bigger world. Gratefulness, thankfulness for where I'm at now, what I have now, what what has fallen to me now. If I can see that in this light of saying thank you, Jesus, the wonderful principle of the kingdom is you can increase that. You can increase that. You can open up a window to increase in your life through walking in what you have. I want to encourage you while we're on our journey to building our own testimony. Look in the pages of Scripture. Thousands of years of the faithfulness of God. Thousands of years. Hear the testimonies of those around you. You know, there's some great testimonies in the house here. Joyfully celebrate with them. The great test of our heart attitude is when you've been praying for something for a long season and they seemingly received it with one prayer. That's hard. (laughs) But it tests the attitudes of our heart. You know, can we celebrate someone else's victory, someone else's blessing, and come forth smiling and say, thank you, Jesus. You know, when someone else gets blessed, we can be upset or even jealous and question God's goodness. No, God sometimes allows others to enter into things that we want to test the attitudes of our heart. But as we respond with the right heart and attitude, we enter into great things. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the Lord. I'm grateful for His Word. I'm grateful for His family. I'm grateful for so many things. And I'm grateful today. I'm thankful, so thankful that He's come into my life and transformed me. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit that leads us into truth. I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters on the journey. I'm so thankful today for the family He's given us. I'm so thankful for so many things. And, and you know, one of the wonderful things that we read in 2 Corinthians 9.15 and just closing out with this 
Every time I read 2 Corinthians 9.15, it recalibrates my heart because he says there, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift of his son, the most incredible gift the planet has ever received, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God gave something to us that is so powerfully transformational. That's a verse that just recalibrates me every time I look at my circumstance and sometimes it, you know, it may not look favorable. But I think, wow, thank you, Jesus, for the indescribable gift of your son. Indescribable, the goodness and the greatness. You know, we live in a blessed land, church. You know, one trip to the third world, you'll come back a different person. Go and see what, how others live. We live in the, in the percentage of people in this, in this nation. We're in the top, top percentage of people in the world. We live in the most blessed land on the planet. We have more, we can access more than 95% of the world's population. You know, right now, you know, gosh, there's so much to be thankful for. And, 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 and remember this, ladies, it takes less facial muscles to smile than to frown. Do yourself, do us, I've done myself a favor, spent a lot of life frowning, but now smiling takes less energy. And you'll need less trips to the makeup artists. It's just a great therapy for life. Gratefulness. You know, as you get older, you can't hide what's inside. You know that? If you've got bad attitudes inside, you can't hide them when you get old. They come out on your face. It's written there. There's a signpost going, what you see there is what's in here. Right? But if you see a smile on an older person, you know they've cultivated some gratefulness. And there's joy inside of that person. And I'll tell you what, I know which one I want to meet on the street. All right, I want to say, church, just as we close out this morning, close your eyes. I want you to think of five things you can be grateful for right now in your life. Yes, you may be facing trial. You may be facing difficulty. You may be facing some serious challenges. But I want you to just think right now of five things that you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can be anything at all. Thank you that I opened my eyes this morning and woke up. Think of five things. Many of you will be able to think of more. But let's make that a minimum. Five things I can say thank you for this morning. Thank you. Thank you for that in my life. Now, if you've got some challenging circumstances, and many of you will, why don't you just say, thank you, Lord. I don't understand the difficulty. I don't understand why the car blew up, Linda. But thank you, Jesus, that out of it all, you're going to bring an amazing something into my life. It's going to work for my good. Cannot not. So why don't you think of your difficult circumstance, the things that challenge you, the things that are painful in your life and be say, Lord, thank you. I, I don't understand why these things are happening, but thank you anyway, Father. I know you're a good Father and you will bring an amazing outcome from this. And ask Him right now to give you a promise, to give you a, that you could see something that's unseen about this situation, that you could, you could lay hold of a promise from the Scripture or you could, you could see something in, uh, uh, you could draw something from God, maybe a dream, a vision, revelation, whatever, encouraging word from a friend that will just cause your faith to come alive 
that in the midst of your challenge today, you can say, thank you, Jesus. You're going to turn it around and you are going to speak into my life. God bless you, church. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, every one of you, for who you are and what you carry. And thank you for the opportunity of being with you. We honor you and are so blessed by your lives so often. Um, so wonderful to be here with you. And uh, I trust today that something of what I've said will help you in your journey. I can think of, as I said in, in the beginning of this message, one of the most powerful transformational graces that is in your hands to cultivate in your life is this gift of thankfulness. I notice it's not listed in the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit because I think it actually requires us to look at Him and make a choice and say thank you. Say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To see what He's done and say thank you and begin to grow in the gift and the grace of thankfulness. And life looks so good through a thankful lens. Life looks so good. Even when I'm challenged, life looks good. Hallelujah.